Thanks for joining us on the Father's House podcast, where we are leading people to become fully devoted followers of Christ. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online simply by going to thefathershouse.com. We'd love for you to stay connected throughout your week. Now, let's go to this week's message. great morning, huh? Wow. Don't you love our praise and worship team? Don't they do an amazing job? We just thank God for them, and uh, we welcome you today. We thank you for being here. It means the world to us that you're here because we can do life together. Thank you if you're a guest with us today. You can come today as a guest, and you can leave today as uh, part of the family. Welcome home. And not leave, leave, but leave and come back next week, all right? It's going to be a great time. Uh, but we're in this series called Mission Possible, and it's been really exciting. And today, I think, is going to continue with that. If you have your Bible, your iPad, your iPhone, your eyeballs, uh, let's look up and let's make our confession today. Are you ready? This is my Bible. It is the Word of God. It is life to me. Today, I receive the Word. I confess. My mind is alert. My heart is receptive, I am obedient, and I will never be the same again in Jesus' name. In your handout today, there's our memory verse, and our memory verse is Luke chapter 10, verse 2. Would you say that memory verse with me? Let's say it together. The harvest is great, and the workers are few, so pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more workers into his fields. Years ago, in a, in a town in the northeast uh, part of the United States, there was a man that came in. He was a salesman. He came in late one evening, and he was getting, trying to check into a hotel. But all the rooms were booked. And so the hotel agent said, I'm sorry, there are no rooms. And so the guy turned left, started to leaving dejectedly because he didn't know where else to go because it seemed like everything was full. And there was a man there that already had a room, a distinguished gentleman that said, sir, I'll be willing to share. I have two beds in my, in my room. I'll be willing to share with you for the night if you would like to uh, share my room. So the salesman said, boy, that'd be a great idea. Thank you. I have no other option, and I really appreciate that. When they went to the room, uh, the distinguished gentleman who had the room knelt down and he prayed, as he always prayed every night, and he also prayed for the man by name and asked God to bless him. The next morning when they awoke, um, the man who had the room, the gentleman, said to the salesman, every morning of my life I prayed, read the Bible, would you please join me? And the man said, sure. But all along, the Holy Spirit has been touching the salesman's heart. And at the end of the prayer, the gentleman who had the room turned and said, have you ever considered inviting Jesus Christ into your heart and into your life? The man said, yes. He said, I've just been so overwhelmed in the last few hours of being here with you. And I would like to have that same feeling. So they prayed the prayer as they went down into the lobby and exchanged business cards the salesman was so impressed when he looked down and he saw William Jennings Bryant, Secretary of State. You remember that? Well, you see, but he, William Jennings Bryant, 
is not just the Secretary of State under Woodrow Wilson. He realized his number one assignment was he was an ambassador of Christ. An ambassador of Christ. And if you're a believer today, you are an ambassador for Jesus Christ. Look around your neighbor and say, you're an ambassador. You're a whole lot more important than you think you are. You are an ambassador. Uh, so number one in your notes, if you're taking notes, just write this down. Realize you have an assignment as an ambassador. You're not a nobody. You are somebody. If you're a Christ follower, you are an ambassador. Um, when we think about an ambassador of a country, you know, I, I don't have time to talk about all that today, but if you were, say, let's use the Bahamas, for instance, since we've been praying for the Bahamas. If you were the ambassador... Uh, to the Bahamas from the United States. You would not be elected to that, but you would be appointed by our president. Or if you lived in a nation that had a king, you would be appointed by the king to be an ambassador. You would be given an assignment. Not a job, but you've been given an assignment. So think about it like this. Where you are right now, you've been given an assignment. Maybe we should start pray, stop praying Lord, give me another job. Lord, give me another job. Maybe we should start praying, Lord, what's your next assignment for me? What's your next assignment for me? Because I know, I know you have something for me. And an ambassador only speaks for the government. He doesn't give his personal opinion about something. You get in trouble when you start giving your personal opinion. But he speaks what that nation would say. So if you're an ambassador of the United States and you're in the Bahamas and this crisis comes up, he's not going to just blow off and start saying on his own personal feelings. But what he's going to say is going to be backed up by the United States government because he is an ambassador. And so you've you got to understand this. When, when God chose to redeem the world through his son, Jesus Christ. He didn't send angels to do the job. He didn't use a loudspeaker from heaven. But he said, I want you, 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 and those of you watching, I want you to be an ambassador. I don't want you to necessarily have to give your personal opinion. I want you to give the company policy. What does the kingdom policy say in your life? And so, if, if you're going to be an ambassador for Christ, we've got to take that seriously. And we're not just playing games. Look at this verse in your notes. It's no light thing to know that we will one day stand in the place of judgment. That's why we work urgently with everyone we meet to get them ready for the face of God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11 from the message. Let me read that again in case it wasn't there. It's no light thing to know that we all one day will stand in that place of judgment. That's why we work diligently with everyone to meet, to, that we meet to get ready for the face of God. In 13 days, we're going to have a little thing that we call um, Sunday Fun Day. We've been giving out these invite cards, and uh, I know you've been giving them out. I went again yesterday to a friend of mine that I've been inviting to a lot of events. I walked in. I waited around until he finished something, and he came out and said, Hey, how you doing, Terry? It's great to see you. I said, Would you, Are you my friend? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a good friend of yours. Then I gave him a card and said, We're having a day in which we're, our friends are coming to church. And he just laughed at me. I said, But you're coming. You're coming. I know you've been delaying, but you're coming. I'm not giving up. And, and so Sunday fun day, I mean, look at all the events. A petting zoo, water slides, free food, uh, uh, donuts.
donuts back for Pastor Ben because he wanted those. And uh, so, so you can invite somebody. And, and, and so it's, it's not just we're inviting somebody to see how many, we have 1,000, 1,200, 1,500 here on the campus on that day. But it's to say that we want people to meet Jesus. As an ambassador, we want people to meet Jesus. And we're going to do everything we can. We're going to start a brand new series on that day called Unshakable. Oh, we've got more cards to pass out. Okay, thank you, ushers. You're one up on me. So come on, pass those cards down. If you uh, ran out of cards, take some more. Use those this week. We only have 13 more days to invite people to come. But we're starting a new series called Unshakable, Standing Strong When Things Go Wrong. Uh, I, we partnered up at the Father's House with Nelson Searcy on this book to release this book here. Uh, we've already sold uh, almost 300 of these. And uh, about 137 of those have been used as gifts. You have bought a book and said, here, I want you to be able to give one of these books to our first-time guests. So uh, I would encourage you to get this book. They're outside. They're $10 each. That's basically our cost. I would like for you to buy one for 10 and then say, I want to seed one. I, I want to buy another one. Leave it with you so when we have a first-time guest, because you see, here's what this book talks about. Now, the Bible is our, 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 our book that we work with, but this is going to help us to apply some of biblical principles to our life. It says you can't stop storms of life from raging, but you can discover how to be unshakable. And this book talks about dealing with family problems, illness, lack of purpose, temptation, career challenges, death of a loved one, and many more. So pick one of those up today. And then uh, say, hey, I'll buy one, I'll buy two, I'll buy three to sow that into somebody else. Well, at the Father's House, we always love to invite people that are very special for you to get to meet. And so today, I'm going to invite some ambassadors to come up and join me on the stage. So would you welcome Tiffany and Lissa as they come and Anita today. Welcome these ambassadors of Christ. Welcome, Ambassador Lissa. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, Ambassador Anita, Ambassador Tiffany. So good to have you today. So let's talk and we'll interview. And before we do, though, you can be part of this interview process. Maybe you've never led someone to the Lord. Maybe you've never been a part of leading someone to the Lord. Um, and so you have some questions about that. Or maybe you say, well, I, I don't know. I've been inviting a friend. They haven't given the heart to the Lord yet. And so you have a question maybe for Lissa, uh, who's recently given her heart to the Lord, and uh, Tiffany, who was God's instrument of reaching out to Lissa. So tell us how we can send in a question. Yes. So there's a graphic that you see there that says you're going to go to your browser on your phone, your iPad, whatever you have. I don't see any computers, but go to your browser and put that in meet.ps slash tfh. So once you go there, you will see at the bottom that you can type a question and then hit submit. You can see there's already some questions there. I'm not saying we're going to be able to get to all of them or not. I'm going to be the moderator of the questions. But if you would like to participate in that, that's how you can ask a question. If you need to get on the Wi-Fi, you see the little info there about how to get on our public Wi-Fi. Okay, good, good. Let's start off with this. Let's ask you a question, Tiffany. And here's the question. How long have you been coming to the Father's house? Use the mic. Closer. Uh, eight. eight years? Ten okay. Years. 
And uh, long time, long time. <laughs> and how many people have you led to the Lord uh, outside of Lisa in the last eight years? She's it. She's it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've invited, but sure, you've invited. Yes, but that's important because there's a lot of people sitting out here. A lot of us uh, are are in are in that same place. We've gone to church a long time, but we've never really known that we've been an integral part of of inviting someone, investing in them, and seeing them pray that prayer. So what changed you? What, what gave you this motivation that, that you're going to do something different? I think for me what it was is we were hosting life group at our house, and we were, um, our study was in spiritual health. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And so I realized that I wanted to kind of um, change my sphere of influence. I guess you could say, and my prayer was not to be able to just invite somebody to a church. Um, my actual prayer was, Lord, help me lead someone to you. Mm. So I think that was for me, that started in February, yeah. and that was one of our three-month goals, yeah. um, and that was one that I set for sure. myself. So there were, were there any bells or lights or lightning from heaven that came down when you prayed that prayer? No, I wish. <laughs> just, it just just a prayer that you prayed, just a prayer. but you kept praying that, yes. and uh, and then the Lord tell us about how that came about that you met Lissa. Um, well, she, her, and I actually just met back in May, believe okay. it or not, and um, she. So you prayed that prayer in February, yep. and you didn't meet her till May. Till May. Okay. Right, and so. Um, where I work, we do scheduled ride-alongs, and anybody that's a new hire goes out to each, goes with each discipline. And at the last minute, I got a message from my boss that said, hey, I hope you don't mind. Can the new girl ride along with you? And I was not prepared. <laughs> new girl. <laughs> I was not prepared to have anybody ride along with me. I didn't have a plan. It wasn't like it was, you know, okay, this is where I'm going to take her. This is who I'm going to introduce her to. Um, which, you know, now looking back was a total God thing because um, she was my, my stop. So anyways, she came into the cafe, and um, I said, I apologize for looking like a hot mess because, again, I was not prepared to have anybody with me. And um, <laughs> that's pretty much how it went. Yeah. All right, so, so um, Lissa, now you're riding along with Tiffany. And uh, was there anything different that you noticed about Tiffany than other people that you've, that you've been around? So I would have to say that I've always been the girl that's a little guarded when meeting new women. Um, honestly, I didn't want to like her for some okay. reason. Um, I mean, you can ask my dad, any, any person that I typically meet, I'm like, oh, you know, I don't know. He goes, give him two weeks, you'll be best friends. But... Honestly, her and I hit it off from day one. Okay, okay. She almost made me push her car down the street, but um, because <laughs> she was going to run out of gas. But I, I, I would have. Sure, sure. I would have done it for her. Sure. So. So then, Tiffany, tell us about how did you? How did you? Um, so you've been praying this prayer in February. Now it's May, and uh, I, I guess, Lisa, you're you're basically we're not going to church anywhere. Is that? Is Correct. that sort of your I history? Have, yeah, I had won a handful of times in the past. Um, I had been talking probably for the last six months saying that I needed to find a church wow. and I felt like I needed wow. to go. 
but I was afraid to go by myself, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Are you beginning to see are you beginning to see God as a giant orchestrator in heaven, orchestra leader? Takes a little bit of this, a little bit of that, brings people together at the right time. I wonder who that is for you. Who it is for you that's already praying for God to do something new and different in their life or to bring them to the Lord or to church. So, all right, let's jump back in the story now. Uh, how, did you, uh, how did you get Lissa through the doors? God. <laughs> um, basically, we were, we were trying to plan a weekend, like a beach weekend, and um, she's kind of like, oh, so what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, Saturday, we're probably working around the house because we, that's a huge project. And I said, Sunday, I go and get Jesus. And she was kind of like, okay, well, I think I could use some Jesus. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> All right, so, so you came to church. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, how, what were your feelings as service started that day and as it progressed? How, now, uh, so take us there if you can remember. So I was, I was nervous at first coming okay. through, you know, I, made sure I made it in the door and nothing happened. So I was like, well, that's good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was a little hesitant. Um, the churches I went to in the past, I just didn't feel like I fit in, you know, the, the few times I did go. But I have to say, when I came into the Father's house, um, the first thing that caught me was everybody was so welcoming. And so mm, I thank you good, all for that. Good. Um, that makes it a lot easier. <laughs> and then the next thing that got me was the music. And I said to Tiffany, I said, Tiffany, I don't know why I, I keep tearing up. And in Tiffany fashion, she goes, well, that's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. And there it was. And so um, that was the first time you came. Yeah. And on that time, uh, then did you make a decision for Christ? Or that was just, you were just sort of checking things out? I, I was checking things out. When you got to the prayer, I felt as though I sh- should have raised my hand. Um, I wanted to, my eyes started tearing up, um, so it wasn't until the second. So now, Tiffany, she's come with you one week. So what did you do? How did you bribe her to get her back for the second week, okay? I, I really don't know. It just, it just kind of happened, and it was natural, and it just, there was no bribing. There was nothing. Yeah. Um, so I have a question. Um, a lot of the questions that people are asking, they're already answered by what you guys have already shared. But for for you, Tiffany, when it started with God, you blessed us with this great house, and what are we what are we going to do with this house? And God said, "Well, have a life group." So that kind of so what I see was in the Tiffany started a journey like there's got to be something more kind of a thing and she said what can what can we do okay have a life group at your house we did we studied something that challenged her spiritually and what did you pray you didn't pray help me get a notch in my belt of getting people saved what did you what did you ask God for I just literally asked him to lead or help me lead one person to him I didn't ask, you know, I didn't give a list of people or, or, you know, I really wanted him to just reveal it to me. I didn't want to kind of control it. I didn't want to like, you know, pick one person because then what if I missed the opportunity Great. to, That's good. you know, That's for good. the person that God wanted okay. me to invite. So, yeah. That's awesome. And the other thing was people are asking, are there words that you should stay away from Christianese kind of a thing or, you know, you didn't like 
thump the Bible down in front of her face and, you know, give her all kind of scripture or anything like that? Is there anything that you, why did it work, do you think? Because God orchestrated it all. Okay. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, at first you don't feel worthy because you're not like, oh, will you please come to church with me and, and God is no. good and, you know, like that. I think he just he's given me a gift to just kind of be raw and real with people. Sure. And thankfully he accepts, ex, eh, accepts me for who I am. <laughs> Thank God he does that for all of us. Right. Yeah. Lisa, you're back for the second time. Right. And, uh, on, on that day, then when we came to the invitation, uh, take us through that place and, uh, help us to understand what, what you did. At, at the end of that t of that day okay so we got to the prayer and um you were going you know going through the process and we all of course have our eyes closed and my eyes are watering up again and you said your eyes are probably watering up at this point and i was like okay your hands are sweating i'm like okay your heart's pounding i'm like <sighs> and tiffany went it's okay wow and i raised my hand wow See, it's, it's, it's just so important. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome. And, and, and we, we all can experience that. That's what I'm, I'm praying. I'm praying that all of us, at least one person in our life, we'll know that we, you may, not, you may not be the person who prays the prayer with them, but if you get them to church and you love them and care for them, not as a number, but as a person, because we're an ambassador encouraging people. So you prayed the prayer. Uh, why, why would you even, why would you raise your hand to pray that prayer? I mean, what, you, you probably were a really horrible, horrible person, right? And I mean, you just, you killed people and murdered people and all of that. But what, what would cause you, what would cause you to want to pray that prayer? Um. I just, I mean, I felt like you were directly talking to me. So I was like, okay, PT, you're fine. <laughs> but um, I've always been a person that has struggled with living in the past. And so I was ready to start fresh. Wow. Um, wow. And I figured that was the first step. Wow. Doing that. Good, good, uh, good. So this is what I'm thinking here. To me, this is a great example of the great commandment that says, go and make disciples, right? We're to share but then as someone surrenders, we just don't leave them. Yeah. We follow up with them. We, we, they, they work together. They're friends. They're uh, accountable to each other. They're helping each other out. Um, they're doing different studies on different things. So Tiffany is an ambassador to share Jesus, but she's also taken a responsibility to help her along this journey um, in following Jesus. So that is what we talk about in growth track. That's what we talk about that. That's our responsibility. That's the commandment of God that says, you know, yes, bring people to me and then help them to grow and, and become more and more like him. And then guess what gets to happen? And it doesn't have to be later. It could be sooner. Uh, uh Lissa can start sharing. And I yeah. think you already have, yeah. didn't you say you already started yeah. sharing with somebody? So my, my dad is here. My, my mom, but yes, awesome. both awesome. my parents are here. Awesome. Amen. Great. So then uh, how did you feel when you saw her raise her hand and pray that prayer? Uh, what, what were the emotions? What, what did you sense? What did you feel? I cried with her. I think I just hugged her and cried with her. Yeah. It was just an overwhelming emotion. Isn't it overwhelming to think that you could pray 
a simple prayer in February. Lord, let me win at least one person. Just, just think about this. Not to say that Alyssa might not have met somebody else. But what if you hadn't have been obedient? And what if Alyssa would have gone into eternity unprepared to meet Jesus? I mean, is it worth it to pray that prayer and take a risk or, or not? So, Alyssa, then immediately you wanted to be baptized, right? I think we have a picture of the baptism, a video. Please so let it not be the ugly we can, crying We can show picture. that. It's a video. It's a video. So, so, Alyssa, have you invited Christ into your life? Yes. And you know that he's forgiven you of your sins? Yes. And your eternity has changed? Yes. Oh, I'm going to baptize you today. I baptize you today in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So you said you couldn't wait till we did the next baptismal at church. There was something in you that you just, not only just, but your friend could be there, but just something in you that you sensed you needed to be baptized. Explain, explain a little bit of that to us. Okay, I'll try to make it through this. But um, yeah, so I had reached out to Tanya and asked her when the next baptism was after I went to um, New Beginnings. And it was September 28th, and Tiffany will be gone at that time. And I was like, she has to be here. Um, it just makes sense. So the next one was January. And I'm like, okay, I guess, you know, we'll, we'll do it in January. Um, so that night, I had a, a terrible nightmare. Um, and that, and I kind of just brushed it off. Um, it was about somebody in my past and brushed it off. And the next night, I had another nightmare. And this was about somebody that's very close, it was about my mother, actually. Um, So that, that really bothered me. Um, sorry. That's okay. So finally, the, this started on Tuesday. Thursday night, I had the worst dream I've ever had in my life. Um, so there, it was the devil was in a room, and he, it was like a vortex, and he was trying to suck me into this room. And all I did was held under the doorway and said, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus, help me, Jesus. And I woke up, and the first thing I did, of course, was text Tiffany. And she, because I've never experienced anything like that yeah. ever. Yeah. And, um, and she had told me that, you know, the closer I got to God, that things like this could happen. That the devil would continue to try to pull me back. And that's exactly what was happening in that moment. Um, so I reached out to her, and I believe she texted one of you guys yeah. and said, you know, we need to move forward with yeah. this. Yeah. This yeah. girl's, as you said, in Saturday morning prayer, this goes on fire. We just need to keep yeah. going. Yeah. So that's what we did. And see, that's why it's so important that, you know, when, when a baby's born, we don't just leave the baby. But we have a New Beginnings class that happens every Sunday um, during the first service in the back, New Beginnings. And then to be baptized in water, get into growth track. And then with a friend like Tiffany, that'll stick with that person because that's somebody that God has put into your life. Can I say now that we have, we're having baptisms once a month? Yes. <laughs> so we won't have that wait. We won't have that long time to wait. Yeah. Tiffany, wasn't there something um, about uh, that happened on a, 
at Unstoppable last year, God spoke to you? Because it was kind of stirring, right? Your, your spirit was like, what I sensed from my vantage point was you were hungry for more, you started asking, and God started delivering. What, what was it at Unstoppable? Well, I think, I mean, if we have time. Um, Reader's Digest. Okay, okay. So it was, um, I, God wrecked me on Unstoppable last year. It was amazing. I loved it cried. I ran home and told my husband my experience, you know, and I really got to spend time um, with Jesus in a park, and I can share that story with you at a later time. But um, basically, it was, you know, we had been praying and praying and praying for a house, and then we changed our prayer to, okay, God, wherever you want us, just, just lead us there. And then he gave us this beautiful house, needed some loving. We were, we were up to the challenge, and then I think that's at that time is when I heard him say, okay, now I've gifted you with this house. What are you going to do with it? Great. And then that led into hosting a life, group, a life group. And then to bring it full circle, that's where Alyssa got baptized Amen. in the pool Amen. at my house. So. That's amazing. So Unstoppable is very integral part. So ladies, you want to be sure you get into that. And in the life groups. You want to be sure that you're into a life group. I do have uh, somebody asked a question. Um, how has your life changed, Lissa, Good since question. you decided to say yes? And since you've been coming to the Father's house, how has your life progressed in, in Jesus? So I would have to say the way that my life changes, I've always been a warrior and... Um, like, like I mentioned, living in the past and trying to control things. And I'm a little, little bit of a control freak still, but I'm trying um, to just leave it up to him. And I definitely, after I raised my hand, a lot of weight was taken off my good, shoulders. Good, good. For sure. So here's what we're going to do. They'll be out in the lobby between services if you'd like to chat with them, ask any questions. But before they leave the stage... I would like for you to pray for people that are here and those that are watching online that felt like the Lord speak to them and say, who have you made a difference with? Who are you leading? And I'd like to ask one more question. Are, is this it? Are you done? You got oh, your no. one and no, done? No, no, no. So, so there's more. <laughs> um, so my friend up north is going through a terrible struggle with breast cancer. Um, so anyways, she grew up in a Catholic church, and she's never really, she shared with me that she's never really shared her, her heart with the Lord. Like, she, be, she believes in him, and she knows he's there, but she doesn't have that relationship. So um, it was kind of, it was totally God. I was going to say it's kind of weird, but it's totally God. I was sharing a message with Lissa, and at that same time, my friend had called me, and I ended up sharing that same message with her, and she ended up getting baptized. Awesome! A awesome! Weeks after. Yay, Amen. God! So Yay it's not God. one and done. It's <laughs> keep on sharing. Sure. On mission. <laughs> so, would you pray for? Just imagine what it would be if every person here, in the next year, before next Sunday Fun Day, would be an integral part of investing inviting, bringing someone, and they raise their hand, they walk the aisle, they pray the prayer with you. Wow. So um, I would love to pray. Yeah. And um, there's a prayer that I pray, so I would just like to sure. share that sure. one. Sure. So, Lord, my prayer is simple. I pray that we get out of your way. 
and that we don't freeze up, waste the moment, and miss an opportunity to invite someone to church or mention your great name because we are afraid of the outcome. What an honor it is, God, that you chose us to do such a work as this, such a simple yet important, powerful mission. And we thank you. I pray for strength for everyone and courage for all of us to invite, invest, and share Jesus with those around us. In your name, amen. Amen. Would you give the girls a hand? Awesome, awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, listen, let me, let me just wrap this up. We talked about, number one, realize that you have an assignment as an ambassador. But the second question would be, then, what's my message? What's the message? What's the message I need to give? This next verse just so powerfully says that. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, and I'll read this from the passage, Passion Translation. In fact, would you read it with me? We are ambassadors of the anointed one who carry the message of Christ to the world as though God were tenderly pleading, begging with them directly through our lips. So we tenderly plead with you on Christ's behalf. Turn back to God, be reconciled to him. Turn back to God and be reconciled to him. Look at that. The word begging I inserted there because that's what this word pleading means. And it says that, that our message is a message of reconciliation. You've heard that word, right? Used in divorce courts. When two warring parties are in a divorce court and the judge is trying to bring reconciliation to them uh, from the hatred to becoming friends to holding that marriage together. And you see... Reconciliation happens when you stand or I stand as a sinner before God. We're an enemy because of sin in our life. We're an enemy to God. And so God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross that the sins that we carry in our life could be forgiven. We can never get to God on our own, but it's that, that he calls us. And so we have this message of, of it's 1002. It's time for us to pray, all right? And some more alarms will go off in a minute. Yours, your, somebody's clock was a little fast, so but we'll just stop and pray. Remember, those of you that are first time here today, at 10.02 a.m., 10.02 uh, p.m., we're praying this prayer. We gave you this prayer several weeks ago, and if you didn't get a copy of it, there's one outside. But let's pray the 10.02 prayer together. Are you ready? Father, in the name of Jesus, we set our hearts in agreement to you as you ask us to pray. Region of the world, please stir your people's hearts and open your people's eyes to the need of reaching the lost. Send out workers for the harvest. We ask you to let the light of the glorious gospel shine into the hearts of those who are lost in darkness. Labors across their path with your word, the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Help them to receive Jesus as Savior and make him Lord of their lives. We pray that their whole household would be saved. Help them to find the church that is your will for them to attend so they can grow up in Christ correctly.
Many years ago in uh, Guam, there was a man by the name of Sochi Yoki. He was a Japanese soldier, and he spent 28 years after the war living in a cave. He ate frogs, roaches, bugs, and mangoes. He never came out of the cave except at night. Um, he saw a leaflet that was dropped by the American planes that said that the war was ended, but he thought it was propaganda and that if he surrendered, he would, get, he would be uh, interrogated and, uh, and go through a lot of pain, so he hid for 28 years. Some hunters one day found him and convinced him the war had been over for 28 years. And that he could go home. Here's what I want to share with somebody today. The war is over. The war between you and God is over. When Jesus died on the cross, he died so that you could be reconciled back to God. That's our message. That's our message. So what's our motive Look at this verse. This is our motive. This is why we do this. This is why Tiffany did this. This is why we're having Sunday fun day. This is why I'm encouraging you, please. I'm begging you, please, to listen to God and to invest in somebody, to invite somebody and to bring somebody to church. Or you can share the gospel with them yourself. Look at this. 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 15 from the passage. Let's read it together. For it is Christ's love that fuels our passion and motivates us because we are absolutely convinced that he has given his life for all of us. This means all died in him so that those who live should no longer live self-absorbed lives, but lives that are poured out for him, the one who died for us and now lives again. It, it's that we're motivated by love. It's not another number, but we're motivated by love. Years ago, I was part of a church, and, 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 and they pushed, you know, you got to witness every time you get on a plane. you got to witness this. you got to pray with people. Give the heart to the Lord. Every trip you go out, you should be leading somebody to the Lord. I was coming back in, and I think sometimes in, instead of thinking about the person, we're thinking about, wow, yeah, I'm going to have another notch that I did that. I did that. So I'm on a plane. There's an elderly lady, sitting, elderly lady sitting beside me. Man, this has been like 40 years ago. And uh, so I thought, well, I better have a conversation with her and, and pray the prayer and lead her to the Lord so that when I get back to the office, I can say, I did it. I did it. So I began to strike up a conversation with her because I'm wanting to get to the part of, if you were to die today, are you sure uh, that you would be ready to meet God? And how would you know that? So she's talking and she says to me, my husband just died. And my response to her was, great. But have you ever thought about, and I froze. And the Lord said to me, what, what are you doing? She just shared with you part of her heart and her life. But you were so focused on witnessing again and praying for another one, that you're more concerned about a number than you are about a person. But as an ambassador, our motivation is love. I don't want to see anybody come to the Father's house 
and spend eternity in a crisis eternity on my watch. How about you? Now, listen, we, we talk about an ambassador and that we're supposed to go, but let me also remind you a couple of other things about being an ambassador of the Lord. When you're an ambassador, you're totally protected by that government. That if you're an ambassador in Peru or Brazil or where everything, if anything happens in that nation, you are backed up by the United States of America. You're not on your own. And in fact, if you go to one of the embassies around the world, I've been to 75 different nations and I've been to a lot of the embassies, but if you just try to get to the embassy on your own and you're going to press your way through, you know what? You're going to be shut down. Why? Because that ambassador is protected in the embassy by secret service, by the military. And I want you to know today that if you're willing to be an ambassador for Christ, you are protected by God's armies for your life. Do you remember, do you remember the story of Jesus standing before Pilate? Jesus hasn't answered any accusations. And Pilate gets really mad and he said, I am appointed by Caesar and I could take your life at any moment and, you know, I could do that. And remember what Jesus says? He said, I am a king, but my kingdom is not of this world. And if I wanted to, I could call 10,000 legions of angels right now. So don't brag about that and mess with me. I'm on a mission. I'm an ambassador and the kingdom of heaven backs me up. Listen, when people offend you, when people are rude to you, you need to just say, careful, I don't want trouble to start for you. He's given his angels charge over me, so I don't be fooled. I may look like I'm alone, but I'm not alone. I'm an ambassador, and his heavenly angels are backing me. And, and, and here's the other thing. An ambassador is as wealthy as the nation he represents not the nation he's in. I mean, you could be in Peru, you could be in, in the Bahamas, and it doesn't matter how poor the people are there. Your wealth is not determined by the nation that you're in. Your wealth is determined by the government that backs you up because you are an ambassador of Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? I, I tell you what, don't say that you're limited by earth resources. If you're willing to step out as Christ's ambassador, he's willing to bless us in ways that we've never thought about. So maybe, just maybe when we go home today, we need to walk around our home around our business and say, I declare this property is heaven's property in Jesus' name. I dedicate it to you, God. It's all yours. And what anybody tries to do to what is yours, they got to come through you first. That's an ambassador. Maybe you're here today and maybe what Lissa said really impacted you. And maybe you've gone to church all your life, but you've never, you've never invited Christ into your heart, into your life. Um, maybe somebody uh, buys Sam's, just buys it out. And they bring the key to Sam's. And they say, here, I bought Sam's for you. I mean, you get just about anything you want there, right? Here's the key to Sam's. It's all yours. Whatever you need whatever you want. What would happen if you took that key, said, well, thank you for that, put it in your pocket, and you never used it? 
That's what some of you are here today. God has reconciled himself to you through Jesus Christ. And he's given you the key. He, Jesus is already reconciled to you. He's just waiting for you to accept what he's done so that he can, you can go in and open up, open up what God has for you. What, do, you do you know what Lissa said? Forgiveness for the past, purpose for the present, and the promise of an eternity with God. Would you bow your head with me? Maybe you're here today or maybe you're watching online and you say, you know what? I, I, I know it's available and I've gone to church all of my life and actually I've been fearful sometimes of churches and not want to get too close. But you know what? Lissa said really made a difference. And the Holy Spirit is just touching my heart right now. And I want to use the key of reconciliation. And I want to invite Jesus into my heart and into my life today. I want to pray with you. I promise I won't embarrass you. But I want to pray with you today. But you have to make a decision. You have to. Nobody else can make that decision for you. So if you're here today or you're watching online, and you would say, Terry, I need to be reconciled to God. I know the war is over. I know the war is over. And peace is awaiting me when I make that decision to invite Christ into my heart. So in just a minute, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand, just like Alyssa did. And I want to pray with you, just like we prayed with Alyssa. And you can leave today saying, thank God. I was at war with God, and the war is over, and I am at peace. So would you raise your hand right now, make eye contact with me, and say, Terry, thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Others today, thank you in the back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Others, thank you. Others today, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. You may put your hand down. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody watching online. Let's pray this prayer together. Father God, thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to forgive me of my past, to give me a future with you and a purpose today. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, fill me with your spirit. I thank you today. As a church, it's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in and through your life, and we would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps will be in your relationship with Christ, all you have to do is go to thefathershouse.com slash next. Join us next week as we continue to love God, help people, and build the kingdom.